The biggest challenge to remove would be people's fear and to replace it with a sense that they can make a difference by responding. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, our guest is Kyle D. Ofori. He serves as Director of Community Partnerships for the City of Tulsa's Office of the Mayor. We asked Kyle to come on the show to explain why there's so much at stake with the 2020 census. As a quick refresher, the census is a survey taken every 10 years, and it determines how much funding and services our towns and cities receive each year for the next decade. Most importantly, the census has a 10-year benefit of $16,750 per person for your community. To do this interview, we have the ever-amazing Christy Sturgill, who is the Director of Marketing for Mental Health Association Oklahoma. All right, let's get this civics lesson going. The Mental Health Download starts now. So what is it that you do at the city of Tulsa and and how did you become a leading advocate for the census this year? So my role at the city is director of community partnerships and getting the highest and most accurate census count that we can is the majority of my work. So I started with this in July, originally through a summer fellowship and Thanks to the city's recognition of the importance of this work and philanthropic support, this is my full-time focus all the way through the end of the census in July. So as you've been working in this role, you know, what's something that you've, you've learned about the census that you think maybe the average person doesn't encounter? Hmm. I think one big thing I've learned is just how many people are working hard to make sure the census process rolls out successfully every time it happens. I've been in contact with people who are census partnership specialists who are hired by the census and have been working here in Tulsa and throughout the United States since the summer with recruiting folks who are making sure we get the hiring numbers we need for census takers. Those are the people who follow up after folks haven't self-responded. I've been in contact with city leaders and residents of other states who are trying to action plan around the 2020 census in ways that I don't know I don't know was the case in 2010 or 2000 but people have been focused on this for a while there's a lot of energy and it's really exciting to see so many people rallied around a common cause if somebody is looking to participate in the census in 2020 what does that look like logistically how do people count First off, just about everyone in the United States is eligible to be a participant in the census. It's been done this way since 1790. The purpose is to get a count of everyone who's in the United States. That's regardless of age, background, or citizenship. For most people, what that looks like in 2020 is receiving a letter in the mail that gives them a code they can go online to use to fill out everyone who's in their household. And that's everyone who's living there. So folks like students who are away at college would not be counted on that household's form, but it's for every household that's receiving mail. Some people will receive a physical packet with a paper version of the census they can respond to. For the folks who get the letter, they're not going to get that until that paper form until a few weeks later. But everyone has the online, paper, and phone options for responding. 
What is the difference between the paper, the phone, and the online versions? And do people have a choice which version they participate in? Yes, people have a choice. This is the first census where people have those three options, actually. In the past, it's only been the paper option. The questions are the same regardless of which option you choose. What are some misconceptions that people might have about what the census is? Some misconceptions we've been hearing are, one, that the census is not confidential in some way. People are worried that if they fill out the census, the information on the form is going to be shared with their housing or their employment or with immigration services leading to deportation. None of these things happen, and that's based on Title 13 of the U.S. Code. Census information remains confidential, is not shared at an individual level publicly for 72 years and is mostly used for statistical purposes. And there are fines for any Census Bureau employee who shares that information up to $250,000 or five years in prison. Another misconception about the census is that it's only for U.S. citizens. And part of that is due to recent controversy around adding a citizenship question, an untested citizenship question that got started around 2018 and was resolved in 2019. There will not be any questions about citizenship on the 2020 census. And the census responses will not be shared with immigration for the purposes of um, enforcing immigration policies. The questions asked are only about who you are, your age, racial and ethnic background, who else is living in your household, questions about ownership of where you're living, and a telephone number that the Census Bureau can follow up with if there are any issues with your response. That's about it. One of the things that we're working on in Tulsa is making sure that everybody knows how important it is that they be counted. And maybe it's not even fears. Maybe it's just inconvenience or lack of understanding or or something is preventing them, some sort of barriers preventing them from participating. Uh, What are some of those common obstacles that people face? For some, it's lack of knowledge about all the things that the census does. There are over $1.5 trillion per year of federal resources that are distributed around the United States. How much of that money goes to different programs in different states depends on the accuracy of the count. So, if there's an undercount in Oklahoma, that means we lose, it would be $1,675 per year per person who is not counted. So, think about programs like the SNAP program and WIC or federal transit grants for buses or Medicare and Medicaid. All of those programs will suffer for just every one person who is left off the form. So, I don't know that everyone realizes how much of a difference it makes for them to respond. I think some people see a letter or a form from the U.S. Census Bureau and think it's going to take a long time to fill out. It's actually more like 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the size of the household. But the information it asks for is simple. What are some of the greatest challenges facing the people in charge of the census when it comes to getting outreach into hard-to-count populations? One major challenge for reaching communities that are typically undercounted is making the right connections. For a lot of people, and I think this is maybe where the term hard-to-count comes from, but it's easy to think it should be easy or simple to reach people in this way. If I send out a letter, that should be enough. If I make this press conference or post this video or do generally what I usually do, people should listen. 
but there are a very diverse range of communities within the Tulsa area, all of whom might need to hear the census differently. Maybe the countries they come from lead them to have different levels of trust in large uh, processes like the census. Maybe their history in this country leads them to be mistrustful of government. Maybe their ability to access the materials that are in the English language is limited. Regardless of what the issue may be, it takes additional effort from what many folks are used to, to make sure that an accurate and specific census message is getting to everyone in our city and in our metro area. This work has been a great way to learn other things that we can do to make sure that we're effectively reaching all of our communities in Tulsa and in the Tulsa area. What I love that. What other things have you learned in terms of like, or ideas you've had of, of what we should be doing that you've, you've gained through this process of, of working with the census? One thing I've learned is that it's very valuable for some people to hear information about the census or anything really face to face. So in the fall and a little bit in the spring, we've been holding Tulsa Counts workshops, which are based on the US Census's, Census Bureau's Census Solutions workshops. Basically, we bring people together over a meal and a couple of hours to learn the basics about the census and why it's important, but also to brainstorm different ways to reach out to their friends and family, those who might not have heard the importance of the census directly from us. So that builds on the sense of community that exists. It allows us to tailor our message to the folks we're talking to. And part of what we do in that process is working with facilitators who have close and authentic connections to the communities that we're reaching through these workshops. And a third thing it shows us is that many more people than just those who are hired or elected have the leadership capacity to share important information. I think in many other or in at least some other cases, that leadership potential or existing leadership ability isn't tapped into. But we're learning that it's a crucial source of help for making sure we get an accurate count. How does the average person get involved beyond just actually completing the census and, and having themselves counted? How do, how do they participate in this process? I think just about anyone can talk to people you know about the census. Ask a friend or a coworker or a neighbor, did you fill out your census? Starting on March 12th, it will be available online. Everyone's going to be getting them in the mail between March 12th and March 20th. So, you can start that conversation. Ask someone, do you know how important the census is? Do you know what kinds of programs benefit from the census? And maybe you can do some of your own research and learn one. If you need quick examples, know that the bus system depends on the census. Early childhood education, housing vouchers, food stamps, various programs that we don't really connect to. In some cases, we don't connect to the federal government, even the quality of our roads. Um, but it really does make a difference for people to share that message with one another. And if everybody does that, then I feel like we'd create this, you know, army of of people going out and making sure that that this important process gets completed and accurately. And to have an even wider reach, I would recommend folks visit Tulsa Counts on their social media channel of choice, as long as those choices are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, Tulsa Counts, we're providing as much information as we can on how valuable the census is. Throughout the state of Oklahoma, 
or Tulsa counts as for the Tulsa metropolitan area. So Tulsa and six surrounding counties, but okayletscount.org is a good resource for the entire state of Oklahoma. And then of course, 2020census.gov has the US censuses information. So if somebody has a creative way to maybe target a, a particular area, you guys are capturing those ideas and then providing a grant to help them execute that idea. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, so how do people give you their ideas? So our website is available on, you can find it on our social media pages. You can also go to bit.ly slash 2020 mini grants. So 2020 mini grants, and you can put your application idea in there. We want all events to happen before April 30th. So we've set April 9th as our response deadline. Fantastic. And I will include that link in the show notes as well as on the webpage for this particular podcast so people can go to it. How many grants are you guys going to have a goal to give out in terms of mini grants? As many as we can, honestly. We've had 10 successful ideas so far. And at the rate we're going, I don't think we're at the budget limit. So if you have an idea, send it in. What's uh, what's a successful idea that you've had so far? So one winner was the Mastermind Organization, a group that works in a Burmese language called Zomi. They created a video about the census and shared it on social media. Another winner has been the, has been the Phoenix District, which is a neighborhood group in North Tulsa that has been passing out tons of information about the census to different churches and organizations within their zip code. That's awesome. So it's it's really just micro-targeting and, and hopefully it's people who are familiar with whatever audience that they're trying to reach in a way that gives them you know, the inside edge a little bit. Like they, they know the mini culture that exists and, and how to communicate effectively. Exactly. They are those trusted messengers that we're looking for. Well, that's fun. I like that. (laughs) If you could wave a magic wand and solve all of the census greatest challenges, what would you fix? What, what challenge would you remove? The biggest challenge to remove would be people's fear and to replace it with a sense that they can make a difference by responding. So there are a lot of folks I know who feel like, let's take voting, for example, they might feel that their vote doesn't count, the choice that they make doesn't make a difference, or like they've been locked out of the process so long that they really don't have a voice. For the census, the magic wand I would wave is to let everyone, no matter who they are, be equally aware that their voice counts. They contribute to Tulsa counting, to whatever their community is counting, and to be honest, I think that would solve a whole lot of additional problems within the census process. That's what I would suggest Ugh. as a magic solution. Well, I wish I wish I had that wand because I feel like I feel like that's an easy thing to feel. You know, if this is a jar of jelly beans, I'm just one jelly bean. So if 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 my jelly bean's missing, it's still a jar of jelly beans. You know. I think one really neat thing I've heard from some of the people I work with. This one particularly comes from, I believe it's Maria Elena 
Kai Kendall at Community Service Council, was talking about how important it is to remind people that since the census is just once every 10 years, you can have an impact by making sure that you and your whole family gets counted. If you're thinking about young children who were just born, say just before April 1st, which is that snapshot date, if you make sure they're included on the census, that's their early childhood education that has more resources. If they go to a Title I school, one that serves low-income families, that's more resources for them. The census can impact so many different programs and policies that affect your whole family that even if it doesn't feel like, even if you do just feel like one jelly bean, <laughs> it's it's useful to have that jelly bean for your family to <laughs> take this analogy way too far. I love it. That's fun. So, we talked about the website. How else can people get involved, learn more? Is there any other resources that you think listeners can go to to find more information? I think I covered most of them. There is one, censuscounts.org, that shares a lot of useful information about the 2020 census. And actually, I think they just released a new chatbot. So if you have a question, can you ask can ask a robot. Yep, a robot. <laughs> a, a robot that's learning quickly. Good. I love it when robots learn fast. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so um, so what's next for you? Attending various events that are going on in the community, making sure people have the opportunity to fill out the census right then and there if they so choose. And we'll be seeing how different census tracts in the Tulsa area are doing in terms of self-response. So if we see there are some places where response rates are low, we'll try to have a greater presence there, make sure people are hearing about how important the census is and are bought into responding. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming and just chatting about the census. And um, I know I'll be filling mine out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be first in line. All right. Thanks for your time. It was great to be here and to talk to you. 